Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter too. And it is Egg Bowl week. We have finally made it, and it may not be you know the happiest of times this year, but Egg Bowl week is truly always special. Thanksgiving week, and you truly never know what's going to happen in the game. Um, so although we swore off football for good a couple of weeks ago, we came back last week with it. We're going to come back this week with it. We're going to start off with some talk about uh, the Egg Bowl. We might even touch on last week's game against Southern Miss, but probably not. Don't get your hopes up. Um, then we're going to talk some basket dogs uh, and then do our final pick of the 2023 season. Uh, Hunter's up by six games, so get ready for that. Um, and yeah, we'll get into some Instagram questions and uh, yeah, we'll have a pretty good episode. But um, as I said, it's Egg Bowl week. And so for our introduction, I couldn't think of anything better than K.J. Wright's famous tweet about Ole Miss. So, Hunter, give me permission to read this? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, so in, uh, on November 23rd, 2013, K.J. Wright posted on Twitter, what the, an app formerly called Twitter, on X, actually, and it is Egg Bowl coming up. Go to hell, Ole Miss. I still hate y'all, all y'all. And my kid's going to hit y'all, too, with two laughing faces. And honestly, I couldn't agree more, KJ. So I like to retweet that every year, and uh, it's just a good little tradition for me. So, well, there you go. As I mentioned, probably not the the highest hopes for the Egg Bowl this year, but there have been years where the the hopes weren't high, um, and we've come away with victories. Uh there have been there there have been a lot of close games in this one, but there have been some blowouts too. What do you think this year's gonna bring, Hunter? Well, I, I did wanna do one uh little nugget on the Southern Miss uh, game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've I've looked at the numbers. Um so Billy Wiles, uh, Southern Miss starting quarterback, had a QBR of seven point six um for the game. Mm-hmm. Um Ethan Crawford had 16.1. Um, Will Rogers had 39.6. Uh, Frank Gore Jr., who went 0 for 1, had 80.3 QBR and led the game <laughs> in QBR. Um, yeah, uh, that was that game. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. When you put it that way, um, <laughs> man. If you add up everyone else's who completed who attempted a pass is QBR. Frank Gore's is higher. That no. was a football game. <laughs> they they're running him way too much for a team that is what three and eight right now. I mean that dude had to have had like. Can you see how many touches he had? In he had twenty two uh, carries, five receptions. Oh my gosh! I mean, and he was getting like plowed every single play I get well it wasn't like he was just like you know going down easy or getting out of bounds I mean he was he was taking the brunt of every hit so uh, it was like the hits that Dylan Johnson and Woody Marks have been taking for the last three years in the air raid but he was every play um it was dust tough but yeah uh, I guess a couple things we can shout out about that game if we want to stay there uh Jet Johnson and Bookie Watson just a a wild pair of linebackers that we have. One of them is uh, in the running for the best linebacker in the entire country. The other one uh, had an interception that turned into a pick six. So um, they're both equally as good, right? Huh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's up. Those are our <laughs> linebackers. Yeah, they combined for 40 <laughs> tackles uh, in Southern Miss ran 62 plays. So... That's a fun stat. Um, that's just stupid. Um, but yeah, Jet Johnson continues to to impress me and Hunter. I'll say that by just being in exactly the right place at the right time. Like if he was anywhere else on the field, utterly useless. But he just happens to because he's not be. getting to the spot. He's not getting there <laughs> if he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say about his forty-yard dash time? Eventually. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Southern Miss is a terrible football team, and they were in that game until there were seven minutes left. And then Pittman had that 59-yard touchdown run, uh, and then the pick six made it look like it was a blowout three-score three game, but, man, that was a bad one. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. Um, MJ Daniels well, had, had a good good day for Southern. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of also full circle moment. Right. Uh, he almost got his second win in Starkville in his career, but not quite. Um, all right. Well, let's let's on the topic of MJ Daniels. Let's move into the Egg Bowl talk. Um, Hunter, there's no doubt. Like, Ole Miss is the better team. They're favored by what's the what's the most recent you've seen? Ten. Um, right now it's ten. Okay. That's I mean it's lower than I thought it was going to be. I I predicted at first thirteen and a half, and that's what it opened as. Um, I just. I don't know. I, I know Ole Miss is the better team, but as we know in the Egg Bowl, it just kind of throw records out the window. Players are playing for way more than just you know winning a game. I mean, it's it's really personal for a lot of these guys, and I just feel like we have a bunch of dudes that have nothing to lose, and they're wanting to fight Southern Miss. They're wanting to fight Kentucky. If I have one prediction for this game, is that it's going to be chippy from start to finish, and that's something that we've we kind of haven't seen since probably the 2019 Egg Bowl, where both teams were terrible and just kind of had nothing to lose. Um, it's definitely 2018, where the fight happened, you know, close to the end of that game. Um, the the whole Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach eras of of our football teams, they just as exciting as they've been for or as they were, I guess the Mike Leach era is no longer, but as exciting as those eras have been. The, the Egg Bowls have been relatively, you know, unexciting from that aspect. So I, I kind of expect to see a fight or just some chippiness, like I said. Uh, do you think we, we might see any of that? Uh, I'm not sure, but with this, this team has to have something. Uh, I mean, we both saw them against Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they just wanted the fight. Um, but yeah, and that was from the first can... possession on. Yeah. I, I, the first kickoff, and and I th- that's usually something that happens in Lexington, uh, and nowhere else. Like, I know we've we've gotten in fights other places, but like that's just Lexington is the place it always happens. Usually, we're we're we seem pretty level headed. I don't know. I mean, it, it's been it's been a weird last couple of weeks, and I just I don't know. I don't know what, what what's going on really. Um, back to the 10-point line. Outside of Georgia and Vanderbilt, every Ole Miss SEC game has been one score. Hmm. Well, and, and Alabama. But that game was closer than that. Uh, right. But hmm. but that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, they, they beat Auburn by seven. They beat Arkansas by seven. A&M by three. Um, yeah, uh, LSU by six. So... I guess I can't say the line doesn't like completely just doesn't make sense because yeah if you won by seven against Arkansas and by seven against Auburn yeah we're pretty much equal with those so mm-hmm. so so give Ole Miss a little bit of benefit and add on yeah seven so yeah uh, another thing I, w- I will say is. Ole Miss is like, I mean, I know they have played some close games, like you said, um, but on the road, they they have struggled a little bit more. I mean, obviously the the two Georgia and Bama games, those those will uh, definitely pull some weight in that department. But uh, the game against Tulane was really really close uh, until a late score at the end. And that was a that was an away game uh, playing against a backup quarterback. So being on the road, I feel like had to have affected them, even though it was early in the season. And then the game against Auburn, like I, I know Ole Miss is way better than that Auburn team, and that was a seven-point game. So there may be something to just the fact that they're playing on the road. Um, I don't really, I don't think we have a, a major home field advantage, but um, maybe just Ole Miss just plays better at home. I mean, they went undefeated at home this year, so maybe there's just something to the fact that it's a road game. Yeah, I, I. I couldn't like seriously tell you Mississippi State's gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't straight face be like, hey, bet on bet on that. 
that that's definitely yeah. gonna hit. But geez, it would be funny if it happened. Yeah, like I, I legitimately, and we'll, we'll talk about this game obviously in the pick 'em. Give give scores and players and whatever. I I could see this game going a lot of ways. The two that really come to mind right now is Ole Miss winning like forty one to thirteen, just completely boat racing us from the beginning. The other one is us winning like seventeen to ten. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know how that would happen, but it just we're not gonna we're not gonna win a game if they score thirty five. You know, like it would have to be their offense is just not clicking and our defense is having the game of their life. Um, but I just. They're they're either gonna blow us out or <laughs> we're we're gonna have the funniest egg bowl win of all time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And and that's that's kind of the whole thing with this game. It's you can't really talk like go into analysis with it because yeah, if you go into analysis, Ole Miss is gonna kill State. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's no way around that. Yeah, I a couple of things that I, I've been thinking about this game. So I was at the Southern Miss game and. I watched uh, I watched our offense completely it was so obvious that they were playing possessions for field goals like they were not at all like taking shots for 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 the end zone against a sunbelt defense a really bad sunbelt defense um, like they, they weren't they like touchdowns weren't even on their mind it didn't seem like they were playing for Kyle Ferry to come out on fourth down kick a field goal and uh, live to see another possession. That cannot be the mentality going into this game because we know this almost offense can put up seven points very quickly. I mean, they have a fast-paced offense. Uh, they can get down the field. They can score in one play if they need to, especially against our defense. So our offense needs to come out looking different than it has all year, which I don't have any reason to believe that it can because Kevin Barbe hasn't proved that. Um like our, our offense has to try to score touchdowns as elementary as that sounds like <laughs> last week we didn't we didn't really seem to try that so we got the ball um, with like two minutes left in the uh, first half and then just like let it run down three times yeah and then we get a long first down and it's like oh, oh we, let's let's try to make something happen like i don't i don't get it and then so many times on you know third and medium third and five to seven we just run the ball up the middle and are fine with a two-yard gain and a 31-yard punt afterwards. Like, I, I just – it's a good Southern Miss. Like, you're con- you should be confident you're going to win the game. Just take some chances and try. Like, literally just, just give effort there. Um, another thing I noticed that Will's Will Rogers' body language just kind of seemed poor from the start, and I get there were – it was probably frustrating, you know, coming back from injury and it not going exactly how you planned. You know, you had had five really big drops from receivers. Um, on some of those plays, really could have been big plays for the offense and could have gotten us in a groove. And Will Rogers was probably just frustrated with that and showed it. Um, one thing I do know is that this Thursday uh, for the Egg Bowl, it will be Senior Night, and Will I think is going to be recognized as a senior. He should be. Um, it's going to be emotional. Uh, I don't I don't know if the emotions were getting to him in the Southern Miss game, but it's going to be emotional for this game. We watched Dak Prescott, you know, get overtaken by the emotions of senior night in 2015. Um, not really trying to put Dak and Will Rogers on the same, you know, level there, but I mean, he's a quarterback. A similar situation. I mean, like we've he's, seen he's, Will with the emotions before. Yeah. Last year's like, that you could tell he, he wanted it so bad. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> and he wanted it so bad and had the worst game of his career. And like up at that to that point, I think, um, I just, I don't know. I, the emotions might be too good for him or too too much for him. But I also just have this feeling that I mean, if Will Rogers is going to go out, it's going to be with this crazy game against Ole Miss, because that was one of his first if, if really really. If he goes really... out with a crazy game. What's his legacy? What, what's it like? Like actually, like what are we, what are we think? Like, because that would mean he. Wait, I was about to try to. I was about to give him credit for a game against uh, Matt Corral. He didn't do that, but I mean, he would be two and two against Ole Miss in like 
a really good era for Ole Miss. Like, yeah. that's that's wild. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if he just like accidentally wins this one, <laughs> that's a funny Ole Miss legacy. Hey, an Ole Miss's best four-year stretch ever. <laughs> Will Rogers won two. Did he yeah. play good? And then, nope. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, Will Rogers, his Egg Bowl performances kind of get worse and worse each year. He started out with a really good one. 2020 had like 460 yards passing or something. And, um, you know, the Austin Williams fumble was just too much for us to overcome. Um, and then the game in the rain on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago in Starkville, that was just a really good Ole Miss team. It seems like we'd... We did, we did drop a few passes, but that, that Ole Miss team just wasn't going down. And then last year was a weird one. I think he turned the ball over three times. Uh, I think Feels two right. fumbles and an interception, yeah. Um, and, you know, somehow, somehow we win that one. So, was, I don't know. Was I, I that just, game was so happy after it? Because I was wait, unusually why? happy after that game. So I... I don't know why. I don't know if it's because we like overcame something or like we like the joy like you could see how much everyone wanted it, but there was like something like maybe holding the team back and somehow still won against a probably much better team. Yeah. I I just I don't know. I I have a feeling Will Will's gonna have a game. And I, I don't know what that even means because we haven't really seen him just have a crazy game this year. I, I guess the South Carolina I don't game was one. what it looks like for Will to have a crazy game. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in my mind, like him having a crazy game is him just turning off his headset and calling the air raid. Um, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Uh, so I don't know what it, what a crazy game looks like in this offense. If it's 250 yards passing, 300 yards passing, whatever it is. Um, and just you know, turnover free. I mean, would that be good enough? I don't. I don't know. Um, but I just I have a feeling that he's going to do something to 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 go out on a high note and leave some legacy. some 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 weird legacy that I don't know how to define. Because um, I I don't know this for sure, but I have a feeling he's not going to be uh, our quarterback next year. Whether that means he's you know going to the draft, transfer portal, whatever that is. But I, I think this will be. Um. Uh, the last time, uh, maybe we, maybe we play in a bowl game. I don't know. But probably the last time we see Will Rogers in maroon and white. And I, I want him to go out with with a win, obviously, but just with with a good game to leave a good taste in people's mouths. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I have for the for the Egg Bowl. Uh, a couple of things I mentioned to you that I think would just be incredible and borderline like automatic wins. Um. Wearing the '98 uniforms because why not? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've already revealed what our field, what like what the paint situation is going to be. So we may be locked into the state script. I don't know how that works. Just change it. Um, but yeah, the interlocking MSU I, I think would be you know a a win right there. And then if Greg Knox comes out of that locker room on a four wheeler, I will. He can just become our head coach for that, for all I care. Nope, 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 nope. We do not endorse that. We do not. <laughs> Come on. If you're listening, nope. Uh, that was a joke, but I, I think it needs to happen. If he if he rides out of the, the locker room on a four-wheeler, we will win that game. So, all right. Uh, we also invented drones, uh, finally. We did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, drone show, halftime. It kind of feels like a long wait. It's a six thirty kick, and it's dark at five oh two. Couldn't couldn't yeah, do it pregame. Almost did their almost did their laser show pregame last year. So we we have to wait until halftime of a game that we could potentially be down twenty four for drones. That drone show is going to go crazy. It's going to go wild. <laughs> Yippee. All right. Um, yeah, we will give uh, our, our picks for that game, obviously, later on in the pick them. But uh, right now, we're going to head into basketball and uh, have fun talking about Mississippi State sports for once. So, um, yeah, Basket Dogs, 5-0 and now. Um, they go undefeated in the Hall of Fame Classic in Connecticut this past weekend. Uh, now have three wins over 
uh, power conference teams. I think the there's a different term for power five when it comes to college basketball. So just calling them power conference teams, I think is the right etiquette. Is that right? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's almost the okay. same with baseball. Right. Right. Like- so those wins obviously over Arizona state and, uh, Northwestern, which are both, uh, tournament teams from last year. And then Washington state, who I think is also going to turn into a really good win for us. Um, but uh, yeah, Hunter. So, what did we see against Washington State in the first game of this tournament? Um, it, it seemed kind of vanilla. Um, mm-hmm. Four players in double figures: uh, Cam, Rams, Jimmy Bell, and Hub. Uh, you know, we got a Cam line: seven rebounds, one assist, one block, three steals. Uh, yeah, Cam line: thirteen points there. Um, yeah, 13 points, that kind of ruins the cam line. I don't know what he was yeah, thinking it, You just hide it down there. Um, <laughs> DJ Jeffries goes out there and gives you 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> that That's <laughs> DJ Jeffries. Um, but but there was one really good thing about this one. Um, our starters shot incredibly well from free throw, uh, missing only one. Uh, Jimmy Bell missed it. Uh, everyone else was perfect in the starting lineup. Um, but overall, 84% from the line. That was pretty good. Nice. I kind of like that one. Uh, it was our worst game from the three-point line. It, at times, it seemed like we were dribbling down fast in the um, early in the shot clock and just taking the first three that we got. So yeah. I'm not sure that one's... It doesn't seem like that's just, oh, we're bad at shooting again. No, that was just not getting the right shots. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to watch any of this one being at the Southern Miss game, but um, just just keeping up with the score, it kind of seemed like that, just like a uh, pretty average game. I mean, nobody nobody just shot the lights out, but everybody just played well, did their part, and we got a win against a really good team. So um, I, I was able to, to listen slash watch uh, the Northwestern game on Sunday, so it was the championship of this uh, this Invitational we were able to uh, pull off a 66-57 to 57 win. Um, our first win of the season, not by double digits, so that breaks just an incredible streak. Um, I was really sad because it's like the last second they scored two points to put it within double digits or put it within single digits. So, um, But, yeah, Northwestern, they scored the first 11 points of the game and then at one point had a 15-3 to lead, um, and that's just always jarring when you check the score for the first time. Um and see you're down 12, but uh, this team I, just continues to impress, and they're able to respond to getting punched in the mouth really for the first time all season. Like I, I can't really think of another time uh, in these first five games that that's happened. Um, and against a, the best team that we've played, um, we're able to respond that way. I know last year, um, a lot of games early on in SEC play, it seemed like we would get this huge deficit uh, and then just inch our way back and never actually take the lead, but just just almost get there. But this time we were able to overcome it and kind of flip it. I mean, we were up by 13 or 14 at one point in this game, so we, we totally flipped that game upside down. Um, and again, I can't underestimate this enough. Like This was a a really good team. I, I think Northwestern's going to turn into a, a really good basketball team, a tournament team from last the, year. They were second in the Big Ten last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a really good size, too. I mean, I, I, I was super impressed. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about this game anymore without mentioning his name, but Josh Hubbard, thank you for being a Bulldog. 29 points in this one off the bench. I mean, I don't even know what to say about him. He's he's crazy. I and mean, he went from like, yeah, he'll probably be like uh, on the all freshman team this year to like what he might just be SEC player of the year. I mean, he might be the best player on the team. Like <laughs> yeah. Like we're going to get an SEC player of the year uh back in January and he he might not be the best. Josh Hubbard is is playing that good right now. Um to, so good in fact that you were like um do we need to worry about the one and done situation for the first time ever? <laughs> like and him being five ten uh, helps us a little bit, I think, with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless Miami gives him a call and is like, "Hey, you want to come do heat culture and run a whole lot?" Hey, are you threes? under two hundred and fifty pounds? 
Hey, you want to come? He is. You want to come shoot Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's balls? And then he's like, yeah, I'll come shoot Jimmy Butler's balls. And then get paid like 20 mil by the Cleveland Cavaliers for doing so. Two years after signing a new DFA. <laughs> Dude, who hurt you? Uh, Gabe Vincent, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Josh Hubbard, just, just crazy good. I mean, he's had... Um, I think since game one, he's been in double figures every game, but this obviously his career high, 29 points. And when asked about him after the game, Chris Jans just kind of laughed and was like, this dude has put in the work and he, you're finally getting to to see it pay off. So um, really, really excited. Thank you Ole Miss for, for firing Kermit Davis at the right time. Cause this is, this is a lot of fun. This is very Um, much fun. Um, Do you like him coming off the bench? Like, would you keep that going? I don't. With basketball, I don't really understand. Like, really, the 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 big deal. Like, why why it's why why he wouldn't be starting, but He's also like worst players. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Basketball podcast and, um, and like um, your second unit, which we don't really do like clean units, and I'm not sure right. any teams do. Like Northwestern had their guys out there for like 30 35 plus minutes um but it, it can give your second unit um, if you can create offense by yourself mm-hmm. it's a whole lot easier to score points <laughs> right <laughs> you know right. and i feel like our um, starters right now can kind of um do in between that I, i'm yeah. not sure where i want them i i'd, I'd love them off the bench I, and in terms of like just in terms of guys that can just handle the ball, like um, like our guards, I mean, Shaq and Rams are really good. Um, and I think there was a, there was one point in the game, I think Shaq, Rams, and, and Hubbard were all in the game at one point. It was a really small lineup. And, I mean, they, they, they were building a lead at that point. So, I mean, even without our size on the floor, like we're, we're really good. I mean, no matter what, what – um, combination of players we have I, I i just think this team is solid all the way around we have a lot of depth and um i'm just i'm so excited about it um it's, it's, really it's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah from, from the Nor- northwestern game uh one thing i, I just kind of wanted to point out um uh, 15 turnovers uh for us in this game and that that was what contributed to the early lead that northwestern had uh cam matthews had four to add on to a cam line for that one uh, Shaq Moore had three turnovers. So, um, like I, I know, that, I mean, turnovers are part of basketball, but 15 in a game seems a little seems a little much in a game that 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 could have been the difference um, had Hubbard not scored 29. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the only only negative thing that I had there. Um, I, what what was it that you were texting me about the other day? Just the the fact that last year we kind of um, made teams play our game just yeah as a yeah, defense so, yeah so last year we had to pull teams down to our level uh, make right. them play our stupid gross basketball for us to have a chance um it was the same with every mississippi state game that you watched hey literally if, if, every we, single if we cannot grab them drag them down to our level and make them play stupid like <laughs> knife ball in a dumpster we have no chance. Um, I, I literally watched the same game between us and Jackson State and us and Texas A&M, who was like a four seed in the tournament. Like, <laughs> it was the same basketball game. Northwestern only had nine turnovers. I think we had like 20 steals during like half of our games last year, it felt like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, what what is different about this team right now? We can score. I guess, like, it sounds stupid, but we can score. Um, not everything has to come in transition, uh, which yeah, is great. Right. Like, so, it's I mean, not it's even like, the being able to shoot. It's, we can do offense. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we still see glimpses of making the other teams play our our brand of basketball. Like, I mean, make them go four minutes without making a field goal. Um, but also, we're able to build a lead at that time rather than, you know, 
hold a team from scoring for five minutes and only gain two points on them. Like I that that I mean that is a huge difference right now because especially with Hubbard, Trey Fort, you know, uh, just a handful of guys being able to make threes. I mean, five minutes without the other team scoring could be a 10, 12 point swing, and that's that may be gen- that, like, that may not even be a lot. I mean, we make it do more. And um, we still do not have Tolu. Exactly, exactly. And just want to, I'm going to give a shout out to him every every time. But Jimmy Bell, just great at what he does. I, I mean, he's, I love him. I love Jimmy Bell. Um, yeah. So Andrew Taylor, and one thing I noticed this weekend, he played. Uh, I guess he got subbed in like the last minute or so, or maybe I I wasn't watching the game, but I just saw that he he got in the game, but he played less than a minute. Um, of the game against Washington State. That was the only playing time he got over the weekend. And I don't know if there's some sort of injury or just he's he's just on a cold streak or what's going on. But at, did, did they say anything about that on the broadcast? Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see anything. It's okay. probably he's, he's just not... Not playing well right now. now. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, only only other thing I had about the, this weekend stayed out of foul trouble, or did a great job of that. Uh, Thirteen fouls in the first game, twelve in the second. Um, I mean, that's averaging less than seven fouls a half, which I thought was really really good. I mean, don't let the other team, uh, you know, get back into games with free throws, and that's a really good recipe. So I liked it. Um, Looking ahead for us, we have um, two games before we'll do another podcast. We have a home game against Nichols um, at 1 on Friday. And Nichols doesn't seem like a great school, but they have wins over LSU and South Alabama this year. Um, I, I know LSU wasn't great last year, probably not going to be great this year. But South Alabama um, made a deep run in their conference tournament last year. So I know they're, they're no team to scoff at. So Nichols should be a challenge. And may even turn out to be a pretty good win for us. Um, and then next Tuesday, we have the ACC-SEC Challenge. We're going to be at Georgia Tech, and um, that'll be at 6 o'clock. They are 3-1, and one, and their loss is to UMass Lowell. Is that how you say that? Uh, yeah. Um, is this this one at Georgia Tech, or is it in, like, some random Atlanta? It's, it said it's in Atlanta, but I just assumed I, I it was I think it might be. Tech. I think it might be some random Atlanta. <coughs> gotcha. Well, I think like everything is neutral site. Gotcha. There you go. I I just assume it it, it it might be. I'm not it sure. It all costs. It'll be a pretty much a home game for Georgia Tech. I don't I don't know. No, but RPI. <laughs> forgot <laughs> forgot we have to be we have to be a real basketball podcast. We have to be real truthful about that. Um, what is even? Yeah, yeah, it's at Georgia Tech. You were right. Okay. Are we doing hey. another game in Atlanta? Oh, we played Tulane in Atlanta. That's what got me. Makes sense. Makes obviously. Sense. <laughs> you know those those Tulane Green Waves. They're from Atlanta. We play them in the house that Trey Young built. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Um. So that's gonna be it for basketball. We're gonna move into our week thirteen. Pick them, and uh, it's rivalry week, baby. Um, we're going to start off just by re- reminding you that Hunter has a six-game lead right now. He's 83-37 and 37 on the year. I'm 77-43. and 43. Um, And I just so, want to preface this with um, we send in these picks at the same time. There's no <laughs> altering them to, um, you know, make sure that you have a chance to win. Um, so whatever Jack does, I'm. this will be – First time he said it out loud. Um, yeah, let's do that hockey. Um, <laughs> all right, game number one. We have, um, man, it starts out so good. Number 17, Iowa at Nebraska. Nebraska is favored by a point and a half, and the over-under is 26 and a half. So if you're expecting just a wonderful game of football, you come to the wrong place. Nebraska is um, not favored by two. That's like, it's like fifty percent of the points in this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who you got in this one? Uh, give me the Iowa Hawkeyes, the funniest ten and two ever. 
right. I'm, I'm taking Nebraska. Um, I just, I love seeing, uh, what are they, five and five, five and six right now, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing a team that's not bowl eligible being favored over a team that's going to have ten wins. A team that's um, going to go to the same bowl as Ole Miss. um i will i'll take nebraska in this one for for no reason at all um then lincoln they they're favored i always like your favorite taking the favorites um all right game number two we have number nine missouri at arkansas i'll i'll start this one off for us i'm picking missouri arkansas sucks yeah same arkansas is horrible and they're keeping sam Pittman. Polar Express is on. Polar Express is on. Go, go, Tigers. <laughs> um, all right, so we agree on that one. Game number three, we have number 16, Oregon State, at number six, Oregon. Um, What's this game called? Uh, rivalry game formerly known as Civil War. Oh, it's actually okay. what they, what says on their, on their trophy now. <laughs> um, so... After this game, Bo Nix running it back one more year? Uh, nope. Uh, did he play against Kellen Mond? That had to have, right? I, 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 I 20, 2019 and 2020. <laughs> Who's the funniest um, quarterback that he played against? Well, I know Josh Herbert. Um, Tommy Stevens, maybe? <laughs> Garrett Schrader? Uh, uh, oh, Bo. Um, uh, one right. last Who? time, I will be picking uh, Bo Nix at home. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been a great ride, uh, Bo Nix, in this podcast. Um, it kind of hurts to see him go. Mm-hmm. Audacious. Uh so you're you're gonna go out with with uh with your little trend of saying Bo Nix at home. I'm gonna go with another inside joke we have on this podcast and I'm gonna take DJ Wangalole um and what could be the last time we ever see him on a football field. I don't know if that's remotely true. I have no <laughs> idea what the status of his career is. Um but yeah, I'm I, I've probably learned my lesson about picking him in games in November. Um <laughs> Lost to South Carolina last year around this time. Um, but the dude's going to win the Civil War. I'm taking Oregon State. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little stroll through, 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 memory, through memory, lane. memory lane. Yeah. All right. Next, we have the game. It's number two, Ohio State, at number three, Michigan. Um. I'll start us off here. I I'm gonna go Ohio. Uh, no, I'm gonna go Michigan. Um, I'm gonna go Michigan. Um, never a doubt. I was always gonna pick them. <laughs> I'm gonna go Ohio State. Ohio State. If you do not win this, they own you. Like right? Yeah. Like, Ryan, that, they, that's you are you are a Mississippi State Bulldog. If if you lose this game, like you cannot lose this. You can't. No. But they're gonna. But I, I, I don't want them to. <laughs> All right. Um, game number five. Wait, you did pick Ohio State in that one, right? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Okay. Game number five, we have Kentucky at number 10, Louisville. You start us off here. Um, Louisville. <laughs> Dang, both of these teams are trash. One of them is ten and one, or something. One of like them that. is gonna play for ACC championship. <laughs> Probably win it. Um, and for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm picking Kentucky. Um, yeah. What's, what's their record over their last five? I'm gonna say one and four. Yeah, but you'd be right. But I bet you'll never guess who the one is. Well, it's not South Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, or Missouri. Dang, B, that must leave that school for Mississippi. Yeah, that's it. You're All right. Um, 
Game number six, we have Texas A&M at number 14, LSU. Um, A&M kind of had a funny end to a really bad season last year by beating LSU and storming the field. Um, and, yeah, I I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I think LSU is going get, to get, get the revenge, uh, finish off a really good season, and uh, a Heisman campaign for, for Jaden Daniels. Yeah, um, I saw this one, and I, I, I had thoughts of picking LSU, you know, just the easy pick. Go out with um, podcast lifer uh, Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've probably picked more Jaden Daniels games than anyone. It's either him or Bo Nix. Yeah. They, they just always found a way on our pick em. Uh, Probably Will Rogers, honestly, but... <laughs> Probably Mike Wright. Um, honestly, Jackson Dart's probably up there. Uh, Garrett Trader may Garrett randomly Trader. be on there. Nah, we didn't pick that many Syracuse games. We did. We did pick a bunch <laughs> of them. Um, they, 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 of them. They were like 8-0. And, oh. <laughs> and then we picked like all eight of them. Um, and you were like, no, they're not going to win it every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I finally picked him, and they lose to Clemson on my wedding day. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go A and M here just because LSU loss is funny. A and M win is also funny. I like it, and it would just bring up the hilarious hypothetical of if a quarterback of an eight and four team could win the Heisman, um, or would they be uh, would they be nine and three or eight and four? Uh, they have a loss to Florida State. Yeah, gotcha. All right, game number seven. Um, I uh, we're both going to pick Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Well, I'm good. Could, could Hugh win one? He's not supposed to. <laughs> he I'm did. Sure it was against could. Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that one. Um, did you lose to New Mexico? Was it New Mexico State? Uh, how, dude? I don't get it. And get like how do you killed? How do you how do you pay him one point eight five million dollars to come and beat you? Yeah, I, that that was my that was my thing. Like, yeah, every now and then uh, an SEC team loses to just a, a not a good team, right? Whatever. Like but Memphis, 30, 31 to ten. Like what? And on the same day. Alabama paid, I think it was like Chattanooga, like 500k to come get boat race in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I do, who's doing I the financing? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But I do like that Auburn fans are using it as an excuse. They're like, "Oh, well, Saban lost to UL Monroe and then won a national championship." Um, yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he already have a national championship? <laughs> Hey, you don't know he's past. I do. <laughs> he. Oh yeah, he, he got. A he Wikipedia was the dumb page. coach. He was the dumb coach in the Blind Side. He was the one that was getting coached by Sandra Bullock. Enough with the trick plays. He continued to run trick plays. <laughs> <laughs> there was a third grader just throwing around bottles of mustard to show them his offensive scheme. Um. All right, yeah, so we're going to move on to game number eight. We have number five, Florida State, at number nothing, Florida. Um, yeah, just a battle of backup quarterbacks. Um, yuck. Feels, feels bad for Jordan Travis. Um, he got the Nick Fitz slash Dak injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he'll, be, he'll be back um, next year, but nope. I know he's out of eligibility, so... I don't yeah. I don't know what that means for Jordan Travis. Um, sucks to see. Um, it was on on senior night, which really really sucked for for, for that. But yeah. Florida State, you, you have a chance. Yeah. When the next two games you're in, um, people are like, oh, the CFP playoffs will. We'll take account of you have a quarterback. 
Hardale Jones exists. Who's <laughs> number three? And they put him in over teams that probably should have been over that Ohio State team. Name one. Um, so uh, TCU, Baylor, <laughs> um, Mississippi State with an if then clause. Um, <laughs> but but I'll be going Florida State here. Yeah. Because Florida State. I'll sucks. also be doing that. Yeah. He lost to Arkansas. Um, <laughs> all right. I will also be going Florida State there. That was a no-brainer for me. Um, now, game number nine, we have Clemson at South Carolina. Last year, South Carolina um, wins this one to kind of complete the the, the Shane Beamer's uh, November of beating Tennessee and Clemson. Um, he kind of started off with a, a big win over Kentucky last week, so just as big as beating a really good Tennessee team last year. Um, I, I'm going to say South Carolina gets a second straight win over Clemson. Um, not really sure why, but I just got a feeling some Beamer ball is going to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I think... I think Tyler from Spartanburg was an industry plant um, but by the Clemson Athletic Department. The one issue I have is that um, he said he was a troop. Uh, I don't see Dabo setting that up to dunk on a troop. But, um, yeah, I think Tyler from Spartanburg was fake to get, um, to get some <laughs> bulletin board material for Clemson. And you know what? It worked. Uh, so I will be picking Clemson here. All right. Um, brings us to this America's game of the week on Thanksgiving. Number twelve, Ole Miss, at Mississippi State for the Egg Bowl. Um, yeah, we've talked about it. Now it's time. Give your prediction, Hunter. What do you think's gonna happen? Um, if you were watching San Francisco uh, at Seattle instead of this, um. Unfollow us. If if you have friends or family members who are doing that, unfriend them. Uh, it, it's, you may be subject to financial compensation if you watch the Egg Bowl, but, um, but yeah. But watch it. Um, that's what you do. I will be picking the team that doesn't suck. I I know that Valid. might sound bold. But I will be going with the number 12 Ole Miss. Redacted. <laughs> they, they would have a fan for life in me if they would just put redacted in their end zones for one game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I legitimately might trade out all the maroon in my closet for powder blue if, that, if they did that. Would you buy an Ole Miss redacted shirt in powder blue? Uh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> And I would wear it. Um, I'm going to do something incredibly stupid, and it has nothing to do with me being down six games going into the final week and wanting to win the Pick'em for the second straight year. Um, nothing to do with that at all. I think Mississippi State wins this game. I think that they have nothing to lose. I feel like our offense will look completely different in this one because we have a offensive coordinator who is getting fired immediately after this game. Defensive coordinator, same way. Some might say that means they have nothing to play for. I have, I, I just think it means they have nothing to lose. So it's going to look a lot different. We have players that you know are playing against guys they played against in high school. Um, it, it's just a, a lot of emotions going on. Senior night, a lot of stuff happening. Plus the whole Will Rogers legacy conversation that we were having earlier, I think he is due for a big game. And what better day for it to come on than Thanksgiving Day in the Egg Bowl? Um, I just I think there's something there. I think there's there's something, and it's going to take probably a near perfect game and some mistakes from Ole Miss too. But I think it's going to happen. I think State's going to win the game. And I'll even give you a score prediction. I said 17 to 10 earlier. I'll give you 23 to 21. 
Okay. Um, and Greg Knox is going to come out on the field on four wheelers. So I will go twenty-eight twenty, Ole Miss. Okay. I would love that loss. Be pretty decent. <laughs> All right. Um, players of the game. I'm going to go Kyle Ferry for mine. I'm going to go Will Rogers. Okay. I like it. Defensive? Mm. Sean Preston. Jet Johnson. <laughs> um, Let's get weird. There we go. Do, I do do want to give a shout out. Courtney Taylor, she went 8-2 and two last week. Uh, she won the pick'em, even though Hunter also went 8-2 and two and I went 9-1. and one. Courtney, you get the credit. So, um... There we go. There's our pick'em, our last pick'em of the year. We can't wait to um, to see the picks that you guys send in. Thank you guys so much for doing that every week and giving us uh, just a little bit more content to go through. So um, now we'll move into our Instagram questions. I don't think there are many. Uh, oh, there actually have been some in the past few minutes. Um, um, all right, we're going to start off with Brooks Taylor, who asks, basketball school? Question mark. Uh, yeah. Always has sure. been. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what kind of school did we think we were? Football? B- baseball? Women's basketball? No. Basketball. Um, <laughs> it seemed rude for no reason. Um, football James 17 asks, how does the Egg Bowl affect LeBron legacy? It doesn't. All right, Courtney Taylor asked, favorite Egg Bowl win? What's yours? I, I think last year. Last year was <laughs> Last year was just the best. <laughs> I, I, I loved last year. It's that's not my answer, but I I was last literally year felt at, different. <laughs> I was up at 2 a.m. just scrolling Twitter. Just giggling. Looking for nothing in particular. Just just laughing, retweeting, posting stuff on my Instagram story. Um, man, that was fun. Um, 2013's always going to have a special place in my heart, especially after uh, seeing Bo Wallace's Twitter just implode. Um, that was really with bad. His, was... With his drunk post. <laughs> um, uh, that makes him fumbling into the end zone even funnier. Um, 2019, I, I don't know that you're ever going to find a just a truly funnier way for a game to end. Um, speaking of, I do need to find the Kylan video of him saying, he missed it, he missed it. Uh, <laughs> that That's an instant classic. And then just Cam Dantzler and Marcus Murphy just towel whipping. Um, all right, so yours is last year, which, I mean, that's, that's, that's a sneaky good I answer. Had, I, I had that. so much fun after that game. And yeah. I'm just thinking about Calvin on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was that game. <laughs> and then after the game, the Ole Miss fans like throwing chairs at her. And Calvin's just like dancing in the end zone with a pom <laughs> Doing a stupid dance. And there's just Rara in the background doing double middle fingers at him. Yeah. Like, I loved it so much. <laughs> I love it. All right. Next question from Courtney Taylor. She said, how many egg bowls have y'all gone to? In the What's one. your answer? In the one? Just the 2021? Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I went to 07, 09, 11, 13, 15. And then I didn't go to another one until 21. So I've been to six. Um, what were we doing in 2019? Yeah, why, why were we not at that game? Why were you not at that game, especially? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why were we not there? I don't know. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Next question. Courtney Taylor asks, guess how many feathers are on a turkey? Um, I don't know, but there's about 200 bones in a turkey. Hmm. What's your, what's your guess on feathers? Uh, more than 200. Why do you know the bones? I just know. Um, 
If I had to um, guess the bones, feathers. probably, I mean, yeah, feathers, probably like 3,000 to 4,000. Probably say like 2,500. I don't know. Shouldn't I, it be I different guess, every turkey? I guess if I have to give an answer, it would be like 3,500. There you go. Um. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the questions and for the podcast. We are very excited to watch... Uh, NFL football all weekend long, baby. Um, yippee! I'm right, Hunter? Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I did, I did, I did random yard work in November Sunday. <laughs> nice. Anything better than watching NFL football, I guess. I, I um, am a hater. But <laughs> I, I have, I have graduated to where I just don't watch it. <laughs> I just complain about fantasy football all the time. Um, but that will do it for this episode. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great weekend, uh, spending with family or watching football, whatever you do. Um, but for Hunter two, I'm Jack Taylor. And thanks for listening to going for two with Jack Taylor. Is that a season finale? Nah, we got a bowl game. (laughs) (laughs) Homie thinks we have a bowl game. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Um, welcome to the after show. Um, Yeah. We want to give Luke Meyer a huge shout out for four hockey jerseys. Um, you coming? You coming down here for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I'll be in Laurel. Actually, I'll be in Laurel tomorrow. I'll be in Madison on Thanksgiving. If you what? I wonder if I could recover a hockey jersey tomorrow. But then I remember I'm just not gonna be in Laurel. <laughs> I have work. Well, I completely lied to you when you said, are you going to be here on Thanksgiving? I said yes, and I'm not. Um, Jack and lying. Name, name a better combo. So, but I, I do want to thank uh, Luke Meyer for those, but can we just clown him for the jersey numbers he gave us? And then, so starts, and then he backed it up and was like, yeah, 93 is a great hockey number. No, it's not. Like, I don't care who wears it. It's not a good number. Look, it started out strong. The number two and the number three. Any single digit number looks fire on a jersey. Except for like four. Yeah, you got to be a really good quarterback to make that one work. Um, Or like a small baseball player, randomly. Um, But two and three looked really good. 39 got really weird. I hate hate that one because I just think of Graham Eintema every time. Um, Is that like... White Gidry. Oof. Then ninety two, just got me. I mean, I I like I'm I'm gonna look up hockey players that wear ninety two, and it's probably gonna be like a hall a hall of fame class. But like it's probably gonna be Wayne Gretzky, even though I know he wore ninety nine. Um. I think I could have listed maybe four numbers worse than ninety two. And one of them is like 39. <laughs> um, Let's do it, actually. Well, welcome welcome back to um, name a player who wore number 92. Jack, I will give you a million guesses. Michael Strahan. Uh, no, the correct answer was Tomas Jerko. <laughs> of the St. John Sea Dogs. I mean, honestly, he are just we, gave us... Are we us... about to rank the numbers? <laughs> Luke gave us numbers two and three, which are great. And then he gave us numbers that no New York Yankee will ever want. Um, they can't wear single digits, so they have to go up, and they just are going to skip over 92 and 39. Um, man. man, don't you know that... Um, um... Holy crap. 
I just completely guessed, and Michael Strahan actually wore 92. Don't you know that um, Evgeny Kuznetsov for for your Washington Capitals wears 92? I don't know who you're talking about. Your Washington Capitals. I don't... What about... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, oh, it was oh, this guy's birthday. Um, Vladislav Namskazaiskov. Um, of of your Winnipeg Jets. Where do you think I'm from? Okay, I'm gonna read this pronunciation. Vladislav Namestnika. Oh wait. Vladislav Namestnika. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Um. At Vladdy18, he has that? Nope, this account does not exist. Thank you, base hockey reference. But yeah, shout out Luke for real. Not that I want to seem ungrateful, but dog. Should, should we do an Immaculate Grid uh, since it's our last um, episode of the season? Sure. Okay, White Sox Marlin. Jake Berger. Billy Hamilton. A Yankee Marlin. Hmm. Um. Uh, Stanton. Oh yeah. Yanks. Um. A pirate Marlin. Ugh. That's a that's a gross combination. Uh, I don't I don't like that one. Do you, do you want another one? Sure. You're um, a guardian White Sox. Uh, uh, okay, a guardian Yankee. Uh, CC Sabathia. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. A guardian pirate. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's that's a Hall of Fame combo right there. Okay. Um, a White Sox Gold Glover. <laughs> um. Uh. Did anybody win one this year, Dina? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anyone qualified. <laughs> um. I know that pitcher made a really good play to save his perfect game back in the day, but I don't know if that was good enough to win a Gold Glove. Uh, Andrew Benatendi. <laughs> try. Try Mark Burley. Early, the stupid looking one. Yeah. Um, Correct. UG. Uh, <laughs> From one play that he made. Okay. Um, what else we got? Uh, Yankee Gold Glover. Get some points on this one. <sighs> Probably somebody like uh, like a Derek Jeter. I don't want to put Jeter in this, but yes. Oh wait, what's the <laughs> rookie? The rookie. The Dennis one this Quaid? Year. No, the one this. Oh. I hate you. The one this year. Isaiah Kainafalefa. Nope, that's not him. Uh, Volpe. No. Did he win a gold glove? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. Um, now a pirate. Gold Glover. Um, I'm sure Adam Frazier's done that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket. Um. Uh, I would say McCutcheon, probably. Okay. That leaves us with three remaining. Um, I cannot fathom uh, a Guardian White Sox. That is just... What a poor guy. 
tried Jack Taylor. Uh, no, no, he... No. Uh... Marlins Pirates has to be, like, someone that we're just completely forgetting. Right. Is this too much for podcasting? I think we've already broken every podcasting rule imaginable. Uh, I mean, it's not... Not that bad. At this point, they could just turn it off. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's. I think that's all we're getting. Um, feels bad. Let's give up. We got a four thirty-two. It's just a bad showing for us. Um, <laughs> Jim Tomey, Carlos Santana, and AJ Burnett. I don't know who you are. This is, um, I mean, this, this Immaculate Grid is coming days uh, removed from our master class the other day. Yeah. The, 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 we, y'all just caught us on a bad day. Caught us on a bad day. You'll, you'll, one day we're going to get an Immaculate uh, Soccer one. Uh, but everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, bye.